The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. North fan just got back into the game. He's in motion. Wadley has a hole. Burst ahead. Hurdles into the end zone. Pater for the Hawkeyes for the first time. You got to do some different things with your formation and personnel in order to keep Michigan State on their heels. Racinos puts it through. Iowa on the board. Gets to Spartans lead in half. Akram Wadley, the senior out of New Jersey. One of the best in the conference. Hello and welcome into Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. Iowa 3-1 and one after a perfect non-conference schedule and a tough loss last week at the hands of the number four team in the land, Penn State. Week two of the Big Ten Conference schedule for Iowa sets up as a sort of a weird game on the road in East Lansing against the Michigan State team who's rather unknown at this point. You don't know where a team is at after the up and down roller coaster that Michigan State's had the last two seasons. They won the Big Ten in 2015, beating Iowa in Indianapolis. Then they proceeded to fall off the face of the earth in 20. 16 only had three total wins. Spartans started the year this year with a couple of wins. They were rocked last week against Notre Dame. So, yeah, they're unknown at this point in time. Nonetheless, still Mark D'Antonio versus Kirk Ferentz. Should be a tight game. It was a tight game. It was it was a good football game. It was a hard-fought football game defensively. Both teams really stepped up in this football game. Um, Michigan State victorious, though, over Iowa. 17-10 your final. Iowa slips to 3-2 on the year and 0-2 in conference play. You can follow with us on Twitter at Hawkeyes Mike or myself on Twitter at Tyler Chumlin. Let's go ahead and get into this thing. Most people kind of figured this game was going to be close, low scoring affair. To start, it appeared to be everything but that. Michigan State marches down the field, seven plays, 75 yards, just over three minutes, takes a 7 0 lead on the Felton Davis catch from a Brian Lewerke's pass, touchdown. And just like that, it's 7 0. So Iowa gets the ball back. They need an answer. You're on the road, regardless of who you're playing. You know, Michigan State's an unknown, but, but they got to get something moving. So Iowa gets the ball back. They're on five plays, only get eight yards, forced a punt. The defense is able to adjust a little bit and force a three and out this time, though, for Michigan State. So the Hawkeyes do get the ball back. Then they go three and out, deep in their own territory, giving the Spartans the ball back at the Hawkeye 31. LJ Scott bangs out a nine-yard run on first down. Then Lewerke converts a fourth and one from the 22 on the ground to keep the drive alive. Later in the possession, Michigan State has second and goal from the six. Lewerke drops back, hits Felton Davis the third again for a second touchdown to extend the lead out to 14-0. Took Michigan State 10 plays, but it gets 31 yards in the touchdown score. Iowa takes over at its own 28-yard line. 2.06 left in the first period. They need points bad at this point in time. You don't want to go down 14-0 on the road in a tough place to play. So Iowa's got to get some points. Just before the end of the first quarter, on a third and two from the 49, Stanley gets his tight end Fant for 10 yards to move the sticks. Then Stanley finds easily in a nice conversion on second and nine down to the Sparty eight-yard line. Two plays later, Akram Wadley scampers into the end zone for the nine-yard touchdown score, gets Iowa on the board, score 14-7. to it's exactly the answer that Iowa needs at this point in time in the game. 14-7, trying to stay in it, trying to stick with it. Iowa's defense has really made some adjustments. They're playing a little bit better. Four possessions later, four punts. Michigan State has the ball at the Iowa 36-yard line with 3.33 left before halftime. This game, game of field position. As I mentioned, a lot of times, you know, Michigan State is starting in Iowa territory. Iowa starting deep in their own territory. 
we'll hear from Kirk Ferentz here coming up a little bit on that very thing. Michigan State dominated field position battle in this football game. They go seven plays. Matt Coughlin sails in a 38-yarder to make it 17-7 with 43 left in the half. Iowa goes three and out once again as the half ends. Colton Rastetter punts 49 yards down to the Michigan State 10. That's it for the first half. Spartans up 17-7 at the break. You listen to Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike at Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter and at Tyler Chumlin on Twitter. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. If you're interested in being a part of the Hawkeyes Mike team through advertising, please reach out to us via email info at hawkeyesmike.com or call 1-866-744-HAWKS. That's 1-866-744-2957. Hawkeyes Mike, been broadcasting original programming for over 10 years. Second half from East Lansing starts with the Hawkeyes on offense from its own 31-yard line. A couple of nice plays by Wadley on the ground and then through the air, then a 32-yard reception for easily down to the Michigan State 25, sets up Iowa knocking on the door. Wadley loses four yards though on first down. Stanley misses Hawkinson and Fant. On fourth and eight from the 23, Iowa elects to fake. Rastetter hits A.J. Epineza. Yes, that A.J. Epineza for 15 yards gets the first down, makes it first and goal from the eight. First and goal from the eight. Stanley misses Vandenberg looking for him, then Wadley gets three yards on third and goal from the Sparty five Stanley fumbles the football just falls out of his hand it's picked up by Michigan State Batchy of Michigan State picks it up the threat is over for Iowa they're down seven they're knocking on the door they're inside the 10 yard line and they can't quite get it Michigan State gets down to the Iowa 30, but turns it over on downs. Iowa gets it back with 514 left in the third. Stanley gets Hawkinson for 22 yards this time into Michigan State territory on a second and 12 play. But the very next play, Stanley hits a pass to Brandon Smith. He gets three yards. He fumbles the football, forced fumble. Michigan State picks it up. Two possessions in the second half, two turnovers in Michigan State territory. Ouch. That is brutal for this Iowa Hawkeye team on the road trying to get something going. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the game on the two pivotal turnovers in the third quarter in this football game. Yeah, that, that was really uh, one of Brandon's only touches this year. I don't know how many he's had total, but, uh, you know, trying to do a little bit too much probably on that play instead of just taking what was there. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying it's the same as a mirror, but, uh, you know, somewhere kind of circumstance, he's going to have to grow through that and uh, hopefully be, be better the next time at it. And it's not a lot of good things, but that, that certainly, you know, it's kind of a, it looked like a free play from where I was standing and watching the replay. A tough, tough opportunity there, but uh, you know, just got to play through those things. Michigan State unable to capitalize again, but the clock keeps ticking. They miss a field goal from 48 yards out. Iowa gets the ball back with 14:04 left in the football game, down 17-7. They got to make something happen. They march down the field. 45 yards on eight plays. Miguel Racinos makes a 43-yard field goal to put Iowa within striking distance at 17-10. Unfortunately for Iowa, that's going to be it for the scoring. Michigan State downs Iowa 17-10. Brutal for the Hawkeyes. They were able to find a little something-something as the game kind of went on, but really they dug themselves too deep in a hole. Iowa has to play a full four quarters, especially on the road in these tough environments, these tough games, and Josie Jewell knows that. Here's Jewell after the game talking about that, trying to put everything together for a full four quarters. And, you know, we didn't do that right in the first half. We made some, you know, mental mistakes, missed tackles, um, things that are going to bite you later. Um, so we need to play the full four quarters if we're going to want to win games like that. Hawkeyes fall 17 to 10 to Michigan State. Before I get to our break on this week's Quick Hits program, I want to play this quick clip from Akram Wadley after the game. I just hate losing. 
That's Akram Wadley after losing to Michigan State 17-10. to This is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. We're going to take a real quick break. When we get back, we'll dive into stats, more interview audio from players and coaches, as well as in-depth analysis and a look ahead to the game against Illinois at Kinnick. This is Quick Hits. Come on back for more right here on Hawkeyes Mike. Stack receiver set once again for Iowa. Slings it out. Preston Smith fumbles the ball, and it's picked up by the Spartans. Chris Fry, Johnny on the spot. Brandon Smith, who has only one catch all year, whose hands are so large he has to wear three XL gloves. Can't hold on to that one, and it's Spartans football. Hawkeyes Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer, protects your hands all day. Stays on. Up to 10 washings. Moisturizes. Alcohol-free. And safe for the kids. So go ahead. Touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins. Keep your hands germ-free all day. Welcome back to Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, at Tyler Chumlin on Twitter, at Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter as well. Hawkeyes fall to Michigan State 17-10 in Week 2 of Big Ten play. Iowa falls to 0-2 in Big Ten play for, I believe, the fourth time under Kirk Ferentz. I don't know if it's ready to, to hit the panic button yet, but it will get to that point for Iowa. They need to bounce back against Illinois coming up next week. We'll get in that into that here coming up shortly. Let's go ahead and get into the stats from this loss for the Hawkeyes. Total yards for the Spartans, 300 yards, 212 passing, 88 rushing. Iowa, 226 total yards, 207 through the air, 19 total yards on the ground. 19 yards on the ground for the Hawkeyes. Penalties, Iowa had 7 for 47. Michigan State had 9 for 65. Two turnovers. The Hawkeyes, they fumbled the ball twice and that, I don't know if, necessarily know if it was the difference but it really, really hit Iowa hard in that second half as they tried to mount the comeback. Time of possession, Michigan State 33-34. Iowa 26-26. First downs on the day, Michigan State had 19. Iowa had 11. Iowa perfect on fourth down, 1 for 1. Third down efficiency, 4 for 14. Not very good. Michigan State 5 for 14 on third down, 1 for 2 on fourth down. Individual player stats for the Spartans. Brian Lewerke, 18 of 28 for 212 yards and two touchdowns on the football game. Rushing-wise, Brian Lewerke had 12 carries for 42 yards. LJ Scott had 14 for 28. Hunter Risen had 1 for 9. Gerald Holmes had 4 for 8. Madre London, he had 6 for 4. Daryl Stewart Jr. had 2 for 1. And then Matt Sokol had 1 for minus 4 yards. Receiving, Felton Davis the third. He led the way with 9 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Sokol had two for 24. Larris Nelson had one for 23. Cody White had one for 17. Tristan Jackson had one for 11. Daryl Stewart Jr. had two for 11. Cam Chambers had one for 10. And then LJ Scott out of the backfield had one catch for two yards. On the Iowa side of things, Nate Stanley, 16 of 31 for 192 yards, no touchdowns. Colton Rastetter had that fake punt. He completed a pass to Epineza for 15 yards. Rushing wise, Iowa really struggled. Akramwadi, 17 carries for 
13, 30 yards. He did have a touchdown on the game. Ivory Kelly Martin had one carry for negative two, and Nate Stanley had six carries for negative seven yards. Receiving for the Hawkeyes, TJ Hawkinson, three receptions, 46 yards. Nick Easley, two catches, 33 yards. Amir Smith-Marset, one catch for 31. Matt Vandenberg had three for 31. Noah Fant had two for 21. Akramadley had three for 17. AJ Epineza had one for 15. Ivory Kelly Martin had a catch for 10, and Brandon Smith had a catch for three yards, but he did fumble. Speaking of fumbles, Nate Stanley, he fumbled twice, but Iowa only lost one of those. Defensively, Josie Jewell led the way, as always, tackling-wise. 16 total tackles, six of those solo, three tackles for loss, and a half a sack. Michael Ojemudia, he had eight total tackles. Nathan Budgeta, he had eight tackles. Anthony Nelson had six tackles, including a sack. Amani Hooker, he had five tackles. Miles Taylor had four. Epineza had three tackles. Bo Bauer had three tackles. Ben Neiman had two. Josh Jackson had two. Parker Hesse had two. And then a whole slew of Hawkeyes had one tackle. That's going to do it for us for Iowa as far as stats. Now, I want to get into a little bit of analysis here and play some of these audio clips. And a big part of the football game was field position. Iowa started many drives deep in their own territory. Michigan State was able to start a handful of drives in Iowa territory. That's not necessarily the difference in the game, but it's a big deal. Low-scoring affair, typically that's the case. After the game, Kirk Ferentz was asked about field position, and he's honest about it. You can't win these games without being able to move the ball and flip the field. Here's Kirk. Uh, it was three times in the first half today, and what we're going to have to do is move the ball out there, not necessarily sustain a drive for a score, but move the ball out so we can change field position. And they, they did a better job of that today, especially in the first half. I thought that was the story of the first half. They you know, put us in a bad position you know, by driving it and then you know, putting it down there where we had, a, had our work cut out and then we couldn't, couldn't flip it back the other way. Field position, a big part of the loss, and the two turnovers by youngsters um, in Michigan State territory, also killers for Iowa. Here's Matt Vandenberg after the game speaking about those two turnovers. It's unacceptable by anybody, um, whether they're older and or an older guy like myself or, or a freshman. Um, you know, we, we are football security, and the only way to win football games is to hang on to it. You know, if we have it, we want to finish. Anybody else for Larry Jackson? And if not, then, then we put our defense in a tough spot. As you can hear, turnovers are inexcusable, and I agree with him. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter if you're a freshman, if you're a senior. doesn't matter. You cannot make those kinds of mistakes. Players have to be held accountable when things don't go right. Hopefully for Iowa, it's a learning moment. Unfortunately for Iowa, though, they lost the game, not necessarily because of those turnovers, but as I said, they really, really were in critical times in this football game, and if they, were, if they get some points there when they fumble inside the 10, that very well could dictate Iowa's momentum going forward and put them back in a position to win the football game. After everything, after it's all said, and done, turnovers, field position, the bottom line for Iowa is they need to get back to work. And many, many players said this over and over and over after the game. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the loss when asked if it's time to panic. And I like this clip because, no, it's not time to panic, but we need to get back to work. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the loss to Michigan State. I don't know if we need a rallying cry right now. We just got to go back to work tomorrow. That's really what I see it. And, uh, you know, I, I could go back to 08. And, you know, I hate to start saying, making those comparisons because you, you never know how the season's going to turn out. But, you know, we came out here 3-3, three and three, lost a tough game. And, uh, you know, that, that season just turned out fine. But it was, it was you know, a little bit like that where we had some young players that had a, had a gain traction. And uh, those three losses were all close losses. We've had two close losses back-to-back. I don't think anybody's ready to hit the panic button, but we need to hit the improve button. That's, that's what we need to do right now. And just focus on what we can do over the next six days to get better as a team and uh, try to win our next next ball game. And then we'll, we'll push forward from there. But, uh, yeah, it's still really early in the season. You hate to lose any game. You hate to lose any opportunity because you don't get it back. But the, the whole idea is to just you know learn and, and move forward. 
one of the things that I really believe in when it when it comes to football is you have to learn how to win. And when you learn how to win, you have to learn to continue to stay consistent and and be and be within those winning ways. I think Sean Welsh gets it too. I think he understands kind of the same way that I understand it. Here's Welsh after the Iowa loss to Michigan State. We want to be consistent in our approach is the is the goal here. And listen for Welsh's comments and how he kind of breaks this down. We want to be consistent in our approach every week. So, you know, if we have a big loss, you know, we can't be all, you know, rah-rah you know, that weekend and play really great that next week. And then, you know, our performance is inconsistent the following weeks. We just want to be consistent in our preparation. It's, it's not always the most flashy thing, but it's, you know, it's, it's part of who we are. As he says, we want to be consistent in our approach. Not we want to be consistent on the field. Not we want to be consistent in the run blocking or pass blocking or offensively or defensively. We want to be consistent in our approach. And that's the idea, is approach things consistently and the wins should come. It makes total sense. The idea is never to get too high or too low. And that's been Iowa's motto forever now under Kirk Ferentz. You never get too high, you never get too low, and you win a lot of football games doing it that way. So the bottom line, the question is, how will this team respond? Here's Wadley. It's short and brief but it's very simple. Here's Wadley. It's not that much to say. You just got to get back to work. Iowa just has to get back to work. That's really what it comes down to. And I know a lot of people are looking at that saying, you know, well, that's kind of a simplification, oversimplification of what it is. But I, I don't necessarily think so. This team is built very different than Iowa's teams have been built over the past few seasons. And there's some young guys, but there's also some veteran guys that have really made a difference. And I think you look at this team and this roster going forward, and I think there's a good chance that Iowa could potentially have, you know, they can still win quite a bit of football games. You look at what they have coming up. They, they have Illinois at home this coming week. Then they have a bye week. Then they go to, Nor- to Northwestern. Then Minnesota at home. All three of those games are winnable games. All three of those games, I believe Iowa should be favored to win in all three of those games. Then they get Ohio State at home, at Wisconsin, Purdue at home, at Nebraska. If they can find two wins in those final four games and they win the next three games, you're talking about eight wins. Now, do I think that's, that's if all the cards fall and all the chips fall in the right place? Do I think that's going to happen? I don't know. I think the Michigan State game was a, pi- was a pivotal game. Losing that football game could be the big difference between a January first bowl game. It really could. It could be the difference between eight wins and all in all they lose it so it doesn't really matter at this point but the first step is Illinois. They have to get back to work and that's what all the players kept saying. That's what the coaches say. Get back to work. Get back to what you can do and that's prep, move on and just try to focus on Illinois. So all in all I think that it would be interesting to see how things pan out for Iowa but overall losing to Penn State the way they lost to Penn State and now losing to Michigan State the the way they lost to Michigan State they're at a crossroads and they got to figure out what they want to do do you use these learning experiences and these lumps to help you grow as a team or do you kind of hit the panic button well we're three and oh and then all of a sudden we lose two games and now we're you know three and two and we don't know what we want to do as I do every week let's go ahead and go through scores we'll start with that Illinois team that Iowa has coming to town next week they lost to Nebraska 28 to 6 on Friday night. Interesting to watch Big Ten games on Friday nights. I'm not a big fan of that. I think Friday nights are for high school football, but you know, Illinois, high school football. Uh, Maryland beat Minnesota 31 to 24. Heck of a football game. PJ Flex first loss as the head coach of Minnesota. Northwestern, they were able to come back a little bit in this one, but they fell ultimately to Wisconsin 33 to 24. And then Penn State, they routed Indiana 45 to 14. Ohio State, no problem with Rutgers 56 to 0. 
Some good games coming up in the Big Ten possibly next week. Minnesota and Purdue are going to tangle. That should be interesting to see how things go there. And then I think Michigan State Michigan is going to be a good game. And then Nebraska and Wisconsin will tangle as well. be interesting to see where Nebraska is actually at because we know Wisconsin's good, um, but Nebraska has struggled. So there's your scoreboard. That's going to do it for us here on Quick Hits. The Hawkeyes fall this week to Michigan State 17-10 to Illinois next week. I will be at the game. I'll be covering the game. I'll be back with another edition of Quick Hits next week. Then we're going to be off for a week. Iowa has their bye week, so we'll be off. Um, We're still going to have all sorts of content, though. I believe the assistant coaches will meet with the media that week, so we'll still have all that stuff for you. We'll have the reporter's notebook coming up this week. We'll have Stat Smackdown continuing to do everything that we do here on Hawkeyes Mike. Again, if you're interested in advertising with us, being a part of Hawkeyes Mike's team, shoot us an email, info at HawkeyesMike.com. Credit to Fox for clips used in this program. This has been Quick Hits. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. I will be back next week with another edition of Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. Have yourself a great week, and thanks for listening. This is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. And broadcast school has really paid off. Are you looking for a new, rewarding career with great benefits? TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal in Ely, Iowa, just south of Cedar Rapids, provides great career opportunities with wages starting at $20 an hour, including benefits. Give TNK a call today at 319-848-4191 or toll free at 1-800-383-7663 to begin your roofing career today. $20 per hour starting wage, including benefits. You can't beat that. Give TNK a call at 319-848-4191 or toll free 1-800-383-7663. 383-7663. You can also visit their brand new website at tkroofing.com. TNK Roofing, a proud union company and member of Built by Pros in Eastern Iowa. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC.